and in three, two. We love Russia, we do. We love Russia, we do. We love Russia, we do. Russia. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back once again to the Borussia Shone Munchen podcast, the number one and only podcast in English dedicated to Borussia Mönchengladbach, made by people who usually make a show called the Frozzy Shone, which is the number one and only English language podcast dedicated to Frosinone Calcio, the best little team in Italy. And uh, so this is our German football show where we've chosen to adopt Borussia Mönchengladbach as our adopted Bundesliga team since Germany was the first league to come back of all of Europe's uh, leagues, apart from uh, Belarus, but they, I don't know what they're doing over there. Uh, we're hardly going to have the Bate Borisov show, uh, although we could have. It may have been more exciting because as we found... Uh, it's ups and downs, ups and downs every week in the Bundesliga. We spend another week watching German football, sometimes uh, with great excitement, mostly wishing that something would happen. Um, there's it's like a really interesting brand of football they play in Germany. It's somehow quick, it has lots of goals, it has very enthusiastic fans, and it is some of the most boring football I've ever seen. I'm joined by my co-host uh, here on the Borussia Shone Munchen podcast, as well as, of course, over on the Frosty Shone and expert analyst Enzo Patriarca. Welcome back to the Borussia Shone Munchen podcast. How are you, Enzo? Guten Tag. Guten Tag to you. I'm doing great. That was an interesting uh, introduction, I would say. Yeah, I kind of skating. I, I kind of just went. Do- I, I went off, as they'd say on Twitter. You've gone off. I've gone off. You, you, you almost cancelled the Bundesliga. I, I almost did. And if, if they're not careful, I'll, I'll do it. I'll follow through one of these <laughs> days. Um. So, Enzo, another week uh, watching the Bundesliga. Uh, have you enjoyed yourself this week? Um. Well, not, not massively, no. <laughs> Would you, is that, like what I said there in the intro, is that fair? Is it It's somehow very exciting and not exciting at all? Yeah, that's... Like, it's kind of a very accurate statement on it. Like, I can't tell. I don't think I've ever watched Bayern Munich win a Champions League and been kind of, like, taken aback by how great they are. Yes. Yeah, but Bayern, we've, we've, we're talking about Bayern later on in the show because that's our next opponent for Borussia Mönchengladbach. Uh, and I've watched a lot of Bayern since they came back, and we'll talk about them. But yeah, I think there is an interesting answer where, like, statistically, all of the right things are happening in these Bundesliga games. You know, there's lots of goals, there's lots of running, there's lots of corners being taken, free kicks in dangerous positions. You know, people are getting yellow cards, it's exciting, the matches have stakes. But there's something about it, I will get more into this later on, but let me see if you agree with this. A lot of teams, I think, in Germany, compared to, say, in Italy or in Spain, or even in it, well, certainly in England... Germany seems to be an awful lot of kind of systematic football. Like the managers have a certain system they expect everyone to play. And there's not really much deviation from that system. Like there's not really a lot of changing plans midway through the games. And it can kind of just seem like they're playing uh, more like battleships or something. Like, you know, they're kind of saying like, you know, uh, oh, what if we try this? Or maybe like chess. It's like, what if we try this? Oh, that didn't work. Okay, try something else. That didn't work. But there's no real sense of... um sense of drama or sense that at any point anyone is letting their emotions get the better of them there's no sense of like anything can happen right now it's a kind of it, uh, it kind of drones on yeah it's a, i mean maybe it's maybe it's just because there's no like maybe we just don't have a proper vested interest 
like we're trying to have it, but it's not more natural. That's true. It could just be that we're not personally interested, and it could be. Let's face it, and this is this is an obvious thing I should have thought of earlier. It could be just that there's no fans in the stadium. That's true. That's very true. That's actually yeah. And then like no fans, and then you kind of. I mean, obviously, you will find that out now as the rest of the football comes back. I yes. think uh, La, La Liga is starting tonight. Yes, but, with um, the, with the uh, maybe even 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 though. Even though we're kind of focused on the Champions League race, which is fairly tight, I think there is kind of an element of once the league seems to be wrapped up, it kind of takes away from the enjoyment of a league. Yeah, there's even yeah. So we're we're personally with Borussia Mönchengladbach, we're focused on trying to get that fourth uh, spot for the Champions League football. But um, yeah, I think there's there's almost uh, as soon as Bayern beat Dortmund last week or a couple of weeks ago. That for me kind of sucked a lot of the air out of the league. Yeah. Hmm. Well, we'll see. We'll see how. And no fans as well. Yeah, no fans. We'll see. Maybe, maybe there'll be people who usually do a German football podcast that decide to adopt a Spanish team, and they'll be saying on their podcast the very same thing. I suppose it's different when there's fans because you can't really hear what the manager's saying to you. You know, it's like these the games without fans, even though they're being played at a very high level, at a very high pace. They do sometimes feel a little bit like training games because the managers can communicate so clearly. It'll be interesting to kind of get back to the the leagues we're more comfortable with, uh, and to kind of see how no fans affect. Like we got kind of a taste of that before Serie B was cancelled. Yeah, and, well, uh, if you look at the German, um, uh, I think the German uh, win ratio, the win ratio for home teams, has been cut in half. I think the win ratio beforehand for home teams in the Bundesliga was like forty three percent. And now it's like twenty two percent or something like that. Um, that is very interesting going into Serie B as well. Even because like our last game that we played before the break was a home game against Cremonese and we lost that two nil. Yeah, Cremonese again like near the bottom of the table, bottom four, and like obviously we had a very strong home record. So that'll be interesting to see if the away record in Serie B has is is hugely affected because of the distances you're traveling, or if the huge impact is is you know going to a volatile crowd and atmosphere yeah hostile atmosphere um i think yeah so anyone who doesn't listen to our italian show just listens to our german show uh definitely come over and check out the frozzy when uh when we come back we're coming back with that on the 15th of june to do a preview episode uh for the run into the end of the Serie b season uh, hopefully uh, culminating eventually sometime in july with a promotion for Frosinone, although you'll have to follow along on the podcast to find out, or pay attention to Syria B independently, but I don't think you're going to do that, so just listen to the podcast. Now, Enzo, back in the Bundesliga, it's time to take a look at the Bundesliga table and see what it's like this week. Let's go into table service. Table service. Okay, so as we mentioned, the title race is more or less over. Bayern München, FC Bayern München, Bayern Munich are sitting uh, on 70 points at the top of the Bundesliga. Uh, They have a plus 60 goal difference. That's the best goal difference in the league, as you can imagine. They have scored 90 goals this season and only conceded 30 goals. It's pretty incredible. They have 22 wins from 30 games played, uh, four losses and four draws. Uh, one of those losses was inflicted by our very own Borussia Mönchengladbach earlier in the season. More on that in a few minutes. Then in second place, you have Borussia Dortmund, the other Borussia, boo. They're on 63 points, seven points behind Bayern, having totally mucked up their own title challenge when they went out with a whimper in their classicer. Then four points below Dortmund, you have Orbi Leipzig, uh, who are on 59 points. They 
drop points against bottom of the table, glued, super glued to the bottom, uber glued to the bottom of the table. Do you think in Germany it's called uber glue instead of super glue? Maybe. Maybe. Uh, anyone who's in Germany, write to us and find out. Or better yet, send us send us some super glue or uber glue, as it may be, in the post. Um we have a PO box. No, we don't. But if we, if we, if you told me you were going to send some super glue, I would start a PO box. Anyway, um, so RB Leipzig dropped points against Paderborn. I saw that game. Paderborn and Leipzig were both uh, really bad. Um, and then you have, uh, including by the way, including Chelsea's. Looks like Chelsea's upcoming signing, uh, Timo Werner, uh, played out wide for Leipzig against Paderborn and assisted the goal for Patrick Schick. But other than that, was pretty. Uh, useless, seemed disinterested. Maybe his mind was on other things, like his upcoming move to London. Hmm. I'll say, I'll say this: yes. um, he he racked in some media bonus on Football Index for the last few days. He did indeed. Yeah, he did. Uh, if anyone heard the show, show with John Nellis on football, uh, talking about Football Index, Timo Werner has been in the news big time ahead of his move to Chelsea and its apparent snubbing of Liverpool. Uh, so, if anyone's out there investing, have a look at Timo Werner. Um, so, uh, then in fourth place, three points behind Leipzig on 56 points, still ahead of our nearest rivals on goal difference, we have Borussia Mönchengladbach defaulting themselves, sitting there in Champions League spot, in a Champions League spot, uh, plus 21 goal difference, five goals to the good over Bayer Leverkusen, who are on the same points tally, still in the Champions League uh, spots by the skin of our teeth. Uh, then, as I say, Bayer Leverkusen are in fifth. Wolfsburg are in sixth. Then it's Hoffenheim, Freiburg, Hertha Berlin, Schalke. And then it's Eintracht Frankfurt, Cologne, Augsburg, Union Berlin, Mainz, Düsseldorf, Werder Bremen, Paderborn. And that concludes the Bundesliga table. Enzo, I think for the last three weeks, we've had uh, the fourth spot ahead of Leverkusen on goal difference. What What... Why can't we seem to pull away? What it's almost like we're trying to not get Champions League football. Yeah, we we've messed up. They they've messed up. I don't even want to associate them. They've messed up. Yeah. Um, their position in in games that they should win. So I think Werder Bremen was the one. Um, they'll all draw Werder Bremen. Yeah. And and again, yeah. So yeah, they're not taking advantage of that. And obviously, Borussia or uh, Bayern Leverkusen aren't capitalizing either. I think it's more so a case of. Bayern Leverkusen trying not to get Champions League than us trying like because yeah neither team seems, know, to, like we're, seems to be able to get it together yeah it's kind of whichever one gets it together will obviously get that spot but um yeah it's it's dull viewing I think we we didn't do well but thankfully those around us followed suit yes. Germany is very strange yeah we we've had a dip in form but so has everyone else um Bayern Leverkusen by the way. Uh, over the weekend, they lost 4-2 to Bayern Munich. Um, and I have to just say, I saw that game. Bayern played well, obviously. Um, but Leverkusen, Peter Bosch, the Leverkusen coach, set up his team. Um, and he had, uh, was it Bellarabi? I think it was Bellarabi and Amiri on the right flank uh, against uh, Kingsley Coman and Alfonso Davies. And they just ran by them all day. It was It was unbelievably difficult to watch it was like stop stop they're already dead um thomas muller and, and there was Robert no Lewandowski kai were good no kai havertz actually has been kai havertz has been injured uh, for leverkusen so that's a bonus for us obviously we don't wish injury on anybody uh but it is helpful they don't they don't have their wunderkind 
to help them out. I was going to say Muller <laughs> and Lewandowski uh, played excellently against Leverkusen, as they have done all season, but they also both got booked, which means both of them are suspended for the upcoming match against Borussia Mönchengladbach, the upcoming showdown against Borussia Mönchengladbach. Uh, so with that, let's go ahead and preview those games and review the most preview, the most, what is it? The previous game. <coughs> all right. Preview. So Enzo, let's start off by reviewing our last game, which uh, was on Friday night. We travelled away to Freiburg uh, to face Christian Strikes Men, and Mönchengladbach ended up losing one uh, nil. What was your impression of this game? We started it very, very well. Mm-hmm. It was very energetic. Chances being made. Um, Freiburg was it Freiburg yeah yeah Freiburg were defending kind of last man you know they were they were basically they were, they were sat, sat back they parked the bus basically because we penned them back and they um they were getting very lucky defensively yes there was a, a one of their defenders uh uh Austrian guy blonde hair let me see what his name is uh Leinhardt Philip Leinhardt um yes. 23 year old center half played really 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 well he came from the Real Madrid academy there you go uh, to play for Freiburg, and he was excellent. He made a lot of last-ditch uh, saves, and also their goalkeeper, Schwallow, was very good. Yeah, he was sending balls over the bar, the, the centre-back. And then they, they looked dangerous on every counter-attack. Like they were definitely like set up to, to try and nick a goal on the counter-attack. Yeah. But then, ultimately, we you know we got caught. Yeah, it was... You can't defend. It doesn't matter how much you dominate a game or are dangerous in a game, if you can't put it in the back of the net and then you subsequently cannot keep the clean sheet, mm. it's a recipe for disaster. Yeah, it was... I would say we were totally out outmaneuvered. I mean, everyone was kind of wondering, why has uh, Niels Peterson, the uh, the uh, top scorer for Friday, why has he not started the game? Um, and it turned out it was he was being kept as a secret weapon because he came on on 58 minutes and there was a, he came on... 30 seconds later, uh, Freiburg have a free kick and former uh, Gladback player who was pointed out to us as a danger man by Hunter from Gladback USA last week on the podcast, uh, Hunter said, this guy Grifo has a point to prove. He's a dead ball specialist, Italian uh, midfielder. And um, so Grifo gets the ball in a free kick position. Uh, Peterson just come on and boom, 58 minutes. Uh, Grifo places the ball right where Peterson wants it, and Peterson scores uh, chaos at the back for Borussia Mönchengladbach as per the last few weeks. And then it went from bad to worse. Alassane Playa had been booked in the first half for running his mouth, and in the second half, he gave away a soft foul and was booked for it probably unjustly, but there you go, and was sent off for a second yellow card on 67 minutes. That pretty much took the wind completely out of Gladbach's sails, and Marco Rosa... Uh, around the 80-minute mark, just decided to lash on, substitute. Uh, Lasgo Benish came on, uh, Rafael came on, Traore came on. And Enzo, this looked to me like a game with no a team and a manager, Marco Rosa, with no plan B at all. You know, it was bad to see. Like As soon as the, the defending was terrible on the free kick, but then as soon as that went in, it was... It wasn't even a case of we rallied back. Like we, we got dominated after that. So yeah, there was, was no, there was no sense of of urgency. No sense of, you know, like uh, it was almost as if I think the problem was it was almost as if they went out there ex- just expecting to win. A similar problem against yeah. Werder Bremen. Just went out expecting to win. 
you know, but Freiburg are trying to get into your, the Europa League. You know, Werder Bremen a few weeks ago were trying to stay up, and you know they they have never been relegated from the Bundesliga. These are big, big team things on the line for these teams. And Mönchengladbach come out and they're, I mean, at one point Neuhaus should have shot. He was in an almost identical position to the uh, position in the box he was in when he scored against Union Berlin a couple of weeks ago. And instead of just shooting, he he tries to walk it into the net. And there was a lot of that going on, a lot of, a lot of showboating. Um, a lot of nice little flicks and tricks, but no end product. And Marco Rosa sat there as if like, oh, it'll all work out. But there was no sense of urgency from the sideline or on the pitch. A real lack of leadership, I felt. Yeah, I think that, that that's you hit it on the head. There was no leadership, and they did they crumbled. Like once they conceded a goal, that was it. It was like there was no belief that they could get it back to one one. And it's almost like Freiburg knew that, and that's why Freiburg instead of you know, trying to sit back and defend as they had done. Now that they had something to defend, which was a lead, they kind of knew that they had kind of glad back where they wanted. It, it was a weird game. Like it, it was, it looked really promising in the first twenty minutes, and then it just went downhill. I mean, in the first half altogether, I think they had two chances: a good chance at the very start and a good chance at the very end. Yeah. But apart from that, it was all glad back, and then they get a free kick. It was, seems to be zonal marking going on. It was very strange, and then. Very soft. Like, he didn't just score. Like, he wasn't under any pressure from any defenders when no. he got his header off P- Peterson. So, yeah, it was bad. They kind of just folded. Yeah, I, I was not 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 impressed at all. Um, I thought that uh, even before he he came off, Alassane Player. I mean, look, I, I think the team still misses uh, still misses Mbolo very much. Um, player is just not the character, not the yeah. physical presence up front. You can't pin defenders back really in the same way. Turam plays more off to the left. He's not really comfortable as a centre forward, I don't think. Um, so it just we couldn't seem to to score, and we paid the price. Uh, the refereeing wasn't great. Now, in fairness, I don't think player deserved to be sent off. Uh, but if you can't defend set pieces and you have no plan B and you don't even seem to want particularly to win. You know, you're you're gonna get beaten, and and I think it was only fair that Freiburg beat Gladbach last week. Yeah, I agree with that. What did we predict? I think, uh, I predicted a three-two win. You predicted a two-one win, and so did Hunter, and we ended up losing uh, one 0 So shows what we know. Here's an interesting thing, though. An see. interesting fact, right? And we all knew we yeah. could see it, yeah. But uh, uh, at least three goals have been scored in 88% of the games that Mönchengladbach have won this season in the Bundesliga. So, to put that in perspective, that means we can't really seem to eke out a victory. We can't keep a clean sheet. The only way we can beat teams is to outscore them in high-scoring games. Outscore them. You know, and you're not going to be able to do that against Werder Bremen, Freiburg, Union Berlin, we got lucky because they were off the boil that day. You know, but how are you going to break teams down? How are you going to break, break Bayern Munich down? You're going to have to draw them into a, a firefight, essentially. Um, and with that, let's preview football. the... Uh, let's pre- Big noise out here. One second. Can you hear that? Can you hear the, the beeping and the the vrooming? No. No, okay. I'm just being paranoid then. Um, but let's preview the upcoming games against Bayern Munich and Wolfsburg now. So, first of all, on Saturday evening, we travel from Mönchengladbach to uh, Munich to face uh, Bayern Munich, the champions elect, and by far and away the best team in, in Germany, if not 
the best team in Europe uh, at the moment because no one else is playing. But even if everyone else was playing, Bayern Munich have been unbelievable uh, this season. Um, some team news for Bayern and Mönchengladbach. So the predict according to the Bundesliga.com, uh, the predicted lineup for Bayern on Saturday evening against Mönchengladbach will be Neuer, the captain, Manuel Neuer in goal, uh, Pavard, Jerome Boateng, David Alaba, and Alfonso Davies as the back four. Uh, Joshua Kimmich and Thiago comes back into the starting eleven as well. Uh, no Lewandowski and no Muller, both suspended. So uh, you will then have Coman, Goretzka, and Perisic. And then Narbury playing in front of them, kind of in the same way uh, Alisson Player has been playing as kind of a, a, f- a false nine, I suppose you'd call it. Um, a kind of front four of Coman, Goreska, Perisic and Nabry. Uh, Lewandowski suspended, Muller suspended, Nicolas Sula is not fit, Toliso has an ankle problem. Uh, Coutinho also has an ankle problem, uh, Michel Cuisance has a stomach bug and that's all you need to know. So no Lewandowski, no Muller, top scorer, top assist, uh, assister. Top assistance man. Um, that's good news. Enzo on the team front for Bayern Munich, from our point of view. Yeah, no, definitely. It takes away a lot of their threat going forward. Takes away two people that would be very good at scoring from set pieces. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Muller even just picking up second balls on set pieces because we can't really defend. So that's good. That's good. Um, it could, you know, it could actually really help us, especially if we're going to end up playing a counter-attacking kind of manner because it might just kind of leave them a little bit missing a focal point having yes. a lot of possession but then being like Jerome Boateng for example being a uh, very exposed at the back and I think Pavard and Davies are going to have to be very far forward to kind of keep it creative if that makes sense they're going to yeah. have to like they don't have a target man they're going to have to all play it amongst each other the, the wing backs going to have to pass it to yeah so I think that's kind of where we could I remember Hunter saying that he, he kind of felt like we had more of a chance in getting the result against Munich than we do Freiburg and I think that could be the case just based on counter-attacking football. Yeah, I, I watched uh, Bayern. However... Go ahead. We don't have player. We don't have player. I'll, we'll talk about that in just one sec. I just want to say, I watched Bayern last night in the DFP Pokal in the Cup uh, against yeah. Eintracht Frankfurt and um, Pavard looked a little bit ropey at right back um, and I think we can definitely run at Pavard, Boateng, Alaba and Davies if they're playing a high line. So I... You know, I mean, are Kimmich and Thiago in the midfield going to let us even have the ball at any point? I don't know. No. Um, but assuming that we can we can draw them into to some counter attacks, then we have a chance. In terms of Gladbach team news, uh, Jan Sommer will be in goal. Uh, Liner, Ginter, Elvedi, Benzabeni will be the back four according to this prediction. Then um, probably uh, Hoffman, Kramer. Uh, Neuhaus as a midfield three and uh, adding a man into midfield. They they predict we're going to add a man into midfield to try and dominate the midfield. Uh, then Stindl uh, in the number ten position and Mbolo and Turam up front as a front two. Mbolo is back. It looks like Enzo. That's big. That's huge because we 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 lost player to suspend to suspension and I think without Mbolo and without player we would have been in big trouble. So at least one of them comes back. Yeah, that's big. I think yeah, it's going to be a game of counter attacking football and just hoping that the likes of Gnabry don't get a get a goal. I think we're looking at a, at a high scoring game. Whatever happens. Yeah. Uh, I did mention that Bayern Munich have only lost in the league four times this season, and that was uh, one of them was at Borussia Park. They lost two one uh, on uh, the seventh of December to Borussia Mönchengladbach. So that is good. Of course, Bayern are one of Mönchengladbach's. Uh, rivals promoted in the 60s promoted to the Bundesliga for the first time together uh, and throughout the 1970s 
uh, shared, I think, nine titles in 10 years between them. So there's a lot of history between these two teams, two of the kind of great historical powerhouses. Bayern, obviously, since the 70s have pulled way ahead. But uh, Gladbach will be confident that they have the, as Hunter said last week, that they have the, uh, the, the number of Bayern Munich and, and can definitely do some damage there. I would fully expect uh, Marcus Taram to, uh, to to do some damage. I also think Ben Sabini, uh, can can make some good runs at Pavard. And as you say, Enzo, it'll probably be based on counterattacks. Either way, I'm expecting goals, 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 goals. Yeah, I think having the likes of Mbolo, like if you just had Taram, it'd be easy enough to kind of just mark him out of the game. But having another threat like Mbolo gives people something to think about. And we'll kind of just, I think it'll give us more space going forward. So that's, that is very good news if Mbolo can start from the jump. Yeah, I, I uh, last night in the um, Frankfurt Bayern game, um, the first half, Andre Silva was up on his own. Uh, Milan Maloney, Andre Silva was up on his own uh, against uh, Boateng in the first half and was completely marked out of the game. But then in the second half, uh, Frankfurt brought on some, some more forwards, started to move men up. And you could see that Bayern a couple of times were almost caught. Now, I think we have more quality uh, than Frankfurt. Um, and I would fully hope that we can... Uh, uh, we can we can exploit the weaknesses that I believe I observed. Maybe I was being tricked by my eyes. Anyway, so Enzo, I'm going to need a prediction for the Bayern Munich match. I have a feeling that might be 2-all. Two 2-all, two okay. 2-2, two, two, says Enzo. Um, oh, God, I, I, I want to say, I want to agree with you on a draw, but uh, just like Bayern are just a machine, you know? Um, yeah, they're in good form. They're in good form. They, they. But they just had a cup game, and they're missing their two main men. That's true. Oh, that's true. I'm gonna. Do you know what? I'm gonna be a romantic, and I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say we do the double over Bayern. Wow. I'm gonna say we beat them three two, um, this weekend, in in their own in their own backyard in the Allianz Arena in Munich. So that's my prediction and i look forward uh to uh being wrong and very sad now <laughs> um it, it is by the way it, it is crucial leverkusen played Bayern last week and got beaten so we both had to play Bayern at some point and if we could get a, a, a draw or a win over them then that would give us an advantage over uh leverkusen um so then ends on tuesday we, uh, having played the bar match, we have a, a, another, what do you call, English week of, of, of a lot of uh, matches in a short uh, time. So on Tuesday, we are hosting Wolfsburg at Borussia Park. Now, Wolfsburg are currently in a sixth position. They're looking very nice for European football in the Europa League next season. Uh, they're two points ahead of Hoffenheim. And... Uh, Wolfsburg beat us earlier in the season. We beat Barnard in the season, and then seven days later, Wolfsburg beat us. Um, so that's not great. And um, we do not have a great. Even if we beat Bayern, then history will say Wolfsburg will then beat us. Wolfsburg have won their last three away games in the Bundesliga. Uh, they beat Augsburg two uh, one. They beat Bayer Leverkusen four one, and they beat Werder Bremen one nil. Uh, Maximilian Arnold has a really, really good uh, dead ball ability. And Wolfsburg seem to thrive at set pieces where we are traditionally weak. I would not be particularly hopeful for this Wolfsburg game. No, that's going to be a bit of trouble. Yeah, I, I sense big trouble. I think, like, for example, like, if we don't... I think our Champions League hopes could be dead and buried by the end of these two games if they don't 
Yes, yes. They don't go well. Um, we need to, I would say, take four, four points from from Bayern and Wolfsburg. Yeah, so, and that's very difficult to see. Very difficult to see because Wolfsburg uh, are one of those teams that knows how to sit back, knows how to defend, and knows how to do damage at set pieces. These are the exact kind of teams we struggle to play against, and Bayern are Bayern. So we could be looking at two losses here, but I think, I think we'll get at least a point against Bayern. And kind of going back to the thing we had last week about the Freiburg game, why? what does it say about a team when you're more afraid of teams like Freiburg and Wolfsburg than you are of Bayern Munich? What does that tell us about Mönchengladbach? Um, it tells us that we don't have a creative player that can kind of unlock a defence, and it tells us that we can't defend set pieces. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I suppose it does. I think it also might tell us that there's a motivation problem within the team. Again, going back to the, the mental side of it, the psychological side of it, uh, it's all very well and good getting yourself pumped up for a big game against Bayern Munich that the whole world is watching. But, you know, can you do it against Freiburg? Can you do it against Wolfsburg? These are the results you have to try and eke out. And it's just not happening. No, I, I couldn't see Glad this Mönchengladbach team ever stringing a couple of uh, 1-0 wins together a la Frosinone. Yeah, they better not start looking at Nesta. No, I think... I think they're kind of committed to Marco Rosa now, and I, I don't know. I, I one of the reasons we picked this team, Enzo, apart from the name, the Borussia Schöne Munchen podcast. Remember, we picked it because Marco Rosa, very exciting manager, came from Salzburg, um, pressing football, energetic football, lots of goals, this, that, and the other. But he seems a little bit overly committed to his system, and I don't think it's it's almost like he puts the system first and the the results second. I think he got a lot of his uh, success at Salzburg based on, you know, their Champions League form as well. Yeah. And in Europe, but like in Europe, they whenever they played against someone, they were, they tended to be underdogs. Like they weren't, um, it was similar to kind of the Bayern Munich effect. Like they had the, the luxury of counter-attacking and high-pressing, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. But when you're in, when you're in league where you're busting into Gladbach and you're supposed to be better than the majority of the teams in league, so you're the favourites, it's kind of exposing that his tactics don't really have any um any kind of leeway or any kind of alternative to kind of break down different teams. He, they they can't break down teams and that just seems to be yeah, a big I, issue. It's hard to know again it's hard to know is that is that inability to 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 get results to get kind of hard hard fought close run results is that a, a a mental failing of the team is it a personnel failing is it the players is it the coach you know what is it so uh, for anyone that's going to watch these two games against Bayern and Wolfsburg I would recommend watching them as a pair of games because one of the fascinating things about this team is that they seem to be completely dependent on who they're playing. There is no sense, you know, with Bayern, there's kind of an inevitable, you look at Bayern or even Dortmund, uh, there's kind of an inevitability of they believe that they will win. They believe that they will break them down. It doesn't really matter who you put in front of them. They will roll roll them over, you know, whereas much of Gladbach seems to be much more like what I what I would call reactive, you know, they don't go and take the game to the to the opposition. They want to see, well, what what's going to happen if we lay off? What's going to happen if we do this? Can we, you know? So I I don't know. I I think I think uh, we're looking at a at a draw against Wolfsburg. That's all I'd say. <laughs> That's all I'd say. What do you think against Wolfsburg? I think it's going to be a loss, Jason. Oh my goodness me! Two nil, two nil. I think. Two nil to Wolfsburg. Yeah. Oh good God! All right. Um, <laughs> oh, I'll, good God. I'll, I'll put it down. I'll put it in the uh, 
Mein Gott, as they would say in German. I'll put it in the uh, prediction column, <laughs> but I don't know how I feel about it. Now, Enzo, former guest of the show, the Fuzzy Show, and, and dear friend uh, Alexander Fay, he has somewhat of a sympathy for Wolfsburg, he has told me in the past. And um, I may ask him to come on the show and review the Wolfsburg game with us uh, next week. What do you think of that? I like it. I think I think he's long overdue a return. I think he's missing us. He's a I fan favorite. He is a fan favorite. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, thus concludes review preview. That's a, that's your review and preview of all the matches. Uh, I haven't ever really decided, Enzo. Do I play the song before and after the segment, or just after, or just no, or just before? I don't know. Um. I'll just play it. I'll just come play it again. Preview. Review. Enzo, you say a 2-all draw against Bayern. I say a 3-2 win against Bayern. You say a 2-0 loss against Wolfsburg. I say a 1-all draw against Wolfsburg. We're, we're noticing a, a departure in, in your levels of optimism, Enzo. You're kind of falling <laughs> off the wagon here a little bit uh, with Munch and Gladbach. Anybody wondering, by the way, wondering are we going to stop doing this bonus show on Thursdays uh, once uh, Italian football comes back and we resume our regular uh, Frozzy Shone, we are not. We are going to see this thing out to the end of the Bundesliga season. We made a commitment and we are sticking to the commitment because that's the kind of moral fibre that a Frosinone fan is made up of. Yeah, we can't, we can't jump ship no matter how bad it looks. No, and it's going to look... It could look pretty bad next week. But I'll say this. Yeah. I am very, very, very excited to get back on the Frosinone podcasting life I'm, I'm just excited to, to get back to that to get talking about our little club yeah i i think so too and i think um if you've never heard us do if you've only ever i don't know, i don't know who this would be i don't know who an example of this listener would be but if you've only ever heard our german show um i would recommend coming over to our italian show once again because it is slightly different it's it's a team we have a much more emotional connection to and we are more familiar with the players this that and the other um but yeah, so uh, by the way, if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts or iTunes, as you may call it, um, feel free to go down to the ratings thing. You don't have to leave us a review. I mean, you can leave us a review if you like, or like a written review. But if you want to just click rating, give us five stars. It helps us out, gets the show out there a little bit more, which it does need um, because, uh, well, well, actually, I guess it doesn't need. I don't know why I... <laughs> <laughs> I tried to think of a reason why anyone needed to hear about the show and I couldn't come up with them because we have to spread the word about Borussia Mönchengladbach and about Frosinone. This is our mission as as we have chosen uh, to interpret it. Um, Enzo, any closing thoughts before we finish the episode? Um, I, I guess, yeah, it's been, it's been interesting following the German League. I'm excited, very, very excited for um, the Spanish football to be back on tonight. Oh, and again, yes. the... The English football is on the way soon, and the, Itali- the Coppa Italia is on Friday, so it's all it's all happening. It's all coming back, and I guess it's just exciting Enzo, to kind of see the end of. Sorry, yes. I just want to. Sorry, I got when you mentioned the Coppa Italia, I, I got very excited, and um, because on <laughs> Friday night, uh, Juve and Milan are playing in the Coppa Italia, uh, the second leg of their Coppa Italia uh, match. It's one off in the first leg. Juve have an away goal. Um, Enzo, uh, I know that apart from Frosinone, your 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 where your heart lies in Italy also is a little bit with AC Milan. Um, yes. What is what is your prediction for the Juventus Milan game? Well, 
Um, there's no extra time. It'll go straight to penalties if oh, it's if it's level. Yes, they've they've done that for all the Coppa Italias. Um, the the the, the one all the first game I, I was at that with Milan Club Dublin and with yeah, Bay. At, you were at that game. I forgot about that. Not not, not in Milan. We were at the we were at the Woolshed for the yeah. But you watched it live with all the Milan fans. Yeah, yes, we, yes, yes, yeah, yes, yes, yeah yes. we watched it live. Um, and that really should have been a one 0 win to Milan. There was a, a dodgy penalty given at the very very end of the game. Juventus, in, Juventus uh, involved in, yeah, in a dodgy piece it? of refereeing. I can never not believe mm. that. Um, I was actually talking to Faye today about this. He he said he shamefully thinks it'll be two 0 to Juventus. Oh. Um. Yeah, I, I feel like seeing all the kind of news about Ronaldo coming back and and his fitness statistics making him fitter than he was before God, the break. Yeah, I just it's a bit scary. I just it? don't think the rest of the players. I think everyone else will be in almost preseason mode because it's the first game back, and I think he might run them up. Yeah. So. I think Juventus might win. I think Ibrahimovic is injured still, so not looking good for Milan. Unless Teo Hernandez can show up and get a big goal from left Teo back. Teo Hernandez and Teo Rebic, maybe. Yeah, maybe Rebic, I was going to say. But um, to be honest, I I think Juve might might win just on the strength of Cristiano Ronaldo, big game player, and his fitness. Okay, so... so maybe 1-0. 1-0. Um, yeah. I'll call a prediction as well, just for why not. I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna say three one to Juve. Ah, uh. <laughs> <laughs> I I think we could be looking at a Ronaldo, a Ronaldo brace, maybe a Ronaldo hat trick. Uh-huh, I don't like that. Yeah, I don't. I like think um, just before before we see this out, um, Frosinone's first game back is against Trapani, and I think that could be a very good kind of start to potentially scrape ourselves back into into yes. the top two. Uh, troubled Trapani, and we'll talk about them again. So, so hopefully, yeah. Uh, keep your eyes out. Keep your eyes peeled, everyone, uh, for for the uh, Frosinone returning soon, and Frosinone's impending promotion to Syria uh, because Crotone, fucking Crotone, bum come on, come on. Should we go? Come on. We have a lot to talk Tony. about on the 15th. On the 15th of uh, June, we're going to have a big conversation about what's going to happen in Syria B. But for now, we say um, we say goodbye. I try to think yeah, of what goodbye we, uh, what goodbye was in German, but I couldn't. What is it? It's... All we have is goodbye. <laughs> what, what it's like. Uh, I, God, I don't know what goodbye. I'm going to Google it. I'm going to Google it live in the podcast. Just, just say yeah, and yeah. Just let me say goodbye. Oh, oh, right, I, I'm sorry. so embarrassed that I forgot about this. It's Auf Wiedersehen. Uh, so I will say Auf Wiedersehen to everybody out there in Bruce Shawnee Munch and Podcast Land and yeah, Fallen. Yeah. Boom. Boom, just like that. That's how you just do like it. That. You do it just like Fünfmal deutscher Meister, Samalu Eva Kapp. Zu dieser Zeit im Untertag.